That's life. That's life. That's what all the people say. You're riding high in April, shot down in May. But I know I'm gonna change that tune. When I'm back on top, back on top in June. Hope everybody had a wonderful holidays. I hope you all had a blessed Christmas and a and a happy new year. Today is 1-9-2022. And uh, we are going to start off the new year with a podcast that I did over the uh, holiday break with a good friend of mine, Frank, we're going to call him. So, uh... Just kidding. His name is uh, George Range, and uh, I hope you guys enjoy. So I ran out of sweet and sour mix. Oh, it's on already? Yeah, you just got to connect it to your shirt. Dang. So I'm starting now talking about alcohol. Tell me about your sweet and sour mix. No, I just ran out of sweet and sour mix, so I just got like... I Cheers. Mean, Real orange juice, real lemon juice, real lime juice. Oh, so I got the real stuff. But you got a lot of tequila, too, so it doesn't even taste. I mean, that could be a restaurant. It'd be like a restaurant that your best friend works for. You know, I don't know how much tequila you put in this, but this is probably one of the best drinks I think you've made for me. (laughs) I'm not kidding. (laughs) I like it. Oh, but it does have um, pomegranate juice added to it. Maybe that's what kills, do you think? Yeah. That's what kills the alcohol taste, because it's very smooth, super smooth. Mm. So basically, it's a pomegranate margarita. I like it. It's good. Y'all need to get some of this. My friend George Range coming up with the alcohol. The whole government name. God, we need to start that over. I need to black that out. <laughs> what did you want your alias to no, be? That's fine. We need. We can get you an alias. That's okay, I'll just go back into witness protection program. <laughs> Good. Good. Rachel said this would be more your speed. What's that? This t- salsa right here? Yes. What kind of salsa is this? Spicy? It's from the restaurant. Okay. She has some in there. A little bit less than this that what's left from what she made. Uh-huh. Spicy? She put, she put jalapenos or serrano peppers? Yes. Rachel, you put serranos or jalapenos when you make uh, Usually jalapenos. salsa? Both. That's not mine, though. Your guest appearance. All right, we're trying this. Both. We're trying you this. Wanna get, you want me to get my other one? How spicy is it going to be? I'm going I'm to tear up. You can't handle the spice. I know. I'm a bitch. I know. <laughs> you can't. I know. I know. Spice. You don't got to tell me. She's going to test it. <laughs> she just wanted to hear herself on the podcast. That's all. That's good. Are you a chunky salsa fan or like blended up? I like it chunky. Mm-hmm. I like it fresh. She likes uh, her cousin usually boils the like the tomato cooks yep. them. Mm-hmm. So she likes that now, but I like it raw. Yeah. yeah. Like chunky tomato. I love chunky tomato. Uh, what is this? Oh, that looks spicy already. What is it? It's my salsa. Jalapeno peppers, serrano peppers. Jalapeno. Jalapeno. Okay. The keys? I don't have the keys. You have the keys. I do. Oh, for my car. I need yeah, to move. I, yeah, I'm blocked in. Oh, okay. You're going to move my car? Yeah. Oh, boy. Cracking that bitch. 
too good to take your old car? Yeah, you you're too good to take your other car or what? Oh, you're completely blocked in. Yeah, because I didn't park behind her mom. I parked on the other side. I do. I mean, I'm just kidding. I don't. I don't. Park like he's family. I'll take that. I'll take that. So what got you? What got you into uh, like making mixed drinks? Did you just? Because I'm a sissy boy. So you didn't like straight whiskey and no. that stuff. No. I don't like straight liquor. No. I should say I didn't like straight liquor, but I've since found some that I like. Mm -hmm. uh, like the coconut rum. Uh-huh. But it's not... Um, it tastes like coconut water. It's not What's that one coconut rum that's called Pirates or something? or pa Parrot or what? Is like a Parabay. Parabay, is that what it's called? Yeah, this one is Parabay. But those all taste like coconut candy, kind of, mm -hmm. sort of. But I can't think of the one that I have. Let me look it up while we're talking. But it tastes like coconut water. Like Look it up. Just with some alcohol in it. But it's sweet. And it has a flavor. So, I mean, I guess I'm staying true to my sissy boy roots. <laughs> she's going to watch. She's going to come in and ask me. She's going to tell me. I heard a noise when I was turning the steering wheel. I should say, what is that? She doesn't think so. You think so? Yeah. I'll bet you money. Hey, you good? You want to, I mean, it's starting to cool off. I know you're a polar bear now, but it's starting to cool off. <clears throat> you want a jacket or something? I'm okay. Okay. Yeah, I got this salsa. It's heating me up. <clears throat> and this alcohol. Well, change your mind. Let me know. Yes, sir. I, I will. Plenty of jackets, sweaters. So wait, what are you looking up again here? This rum. But we could keep talking. Yeah. So when did you, when did you um, start experimenting with different drinks and becoming like uh, into the whole becoming a uh, at home barista? I don't think that's what you all say. I don't know. I just like. What do you mean? That's what you all say. You know it's true. That's what you say. Uh, is it not true? Do you not love being a barista? He loves it. Hmm. Hey, I heard a noise. A what was? Oh, that's a better word for it. That is a better word for it. Bye, girl. Mixologist. Was it in the military? Mm. Or before? Probably the first drink that I ever had that I liked was uh, definitely before the military. I might have been. No, I was 16. Okay. It was uh, Tom Collins. Tom Collins was a big drink back in the day. What is that? I have no idea what all is in it, but I think it's gin. And I don't know. Seven up. I don't know. But it's sweet. Mm -hmm. So, uh, for everybody else out there that might be listening, he already knows, but I don't drink beer because beer's just nasty. It actually it makes me kind of not physically ill, but it it... It activates my gag reflex. Uh -huh. Not that I'm gagging, but I can just feel it. Yeah. So, <clears throat> not real happy. You know, I had with that those Bud Light Platinums one time, and that was like the worst drink I've ever had in my life. Uh-huh. You ever had one of those? Bud Light Platinum? No. Disgusting. Don't drink those. Wait, now. Wait, wait. I have to retract because I keep telling you, and I forgot. I like Sissy Boy beers. Like what? wine coolers. Okay. If you read the label on all of them, 
they're all basically uh, beer. Oh, really? Yeah. Beer. The the Hawaiian wine coolers? All, you know what I'm talking about? I don't know. But every wine cooler I've ever looked at the label, I've had it and I liked it and I'm drinking. I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh. As far as a, what? Alcohol content? No, as far as the way it's made. Oh, okay. So, Anheuser-Busch. Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? No, I'm just saying it's basically a beer. Like, um, um, name a, a wine cooler. I only know those Hawaiian ones. Really? I forgot what they're called, though. Uh, rum Haven. Okay. Is the coconut rum. Uh-huh. It's good stuff. Well, we can have some in a minute if you don't. Oh, you want to bring some out? Is that what you're trying to do? I'm just... I like to... Can I pour uh, myself some more? Absolutely. I like to expose my friends to stuff that I like. I know. You've done it for me plenty of times. Yeah. And it's not... And just in case people out there don't know me or listening or don't know me well and are listening, it's not like I'm trying to show off. It's just that if I can spread happiness, it makes me happier. Yeah. Right? Yep. And if you don't like it, you don't like it. But if... if you know, I know, for, for instance, it can be expensive trying new stuff. It can be expensive. Yes. Uh-huh. If you were doing it on your own. Yeah. You went to the bar and you looked at a bottle and you go, oh, I never had that. I'm, I'm going to do that. Yep. And then you find out you don't like it. You just wasted. Waste yep. Five, seven, ten bucks, depending on where you are, right? But if you're at somebody's house and they have a, a bar, it doesn't even have to be halfway decent stock, but it's just probably going to be stocked with some things that, that you, you never didn't had. try. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Now you do that for me. Everybody. I'm like a pusher. Oh, wow. Okay. Right when I was feeling special. Oh, well, no. Well, now well, forget it. Just well, forget well, it. But who comes over? You it's, already... not like, it's not like, like, hey, Joe, off the street, come okay, over. Okay, right, fair enough. I'll take it. I'll take expose it. Expose you to something. You no, want me back? No, my aunt was just here. And she never had uh, she never had coffee tequila. So there's a new t- coffee tequila that's out. Uh-huh. And because they have this test taste testing station set up uh-huh. and i was walking in and they waylaid me and i i don't say no oh you're gonna go grab some i'm you know i'm gonna put him in because he's crying okay all right so uh yeah it was, it's pretty good and in fact you add a little cream to it and it basically tastes like a like black russian what is a black russian i've heard it's of white russian white russian just has a like a kalua okay no black russian is kalua and vodka and a white Russian is adding cream to it. Kind of smooths it out. Ah, I see. I hope I'm saying it right because I'm sure all your listeners will say, uh, he's a lying ass. <laughs> I'll be right back. All right. So I'm trying this drink here. I think he made it with, um, I think tequila. And then he added in uh, pomegranate juice, orange juice. Um maybe some lemonade i'm not sure but they also got me eating some chips i hope everybody had a good new year this will be the first podcast of 2022 just checking in on you guys i'm here in texas visiting family so i get to visit my friends george and rachel rachel's done the podcast before but uh, yeah i've never done one with george so i'm able to sit down and have a chat Uh oh. Well, since you like that one, if you try this and you don't like it, you always have that to go back to. Random question. Yes, sir. Did like white Russians and all those drinks originate in Russia? 
Do you know? Like what? What is the or like what is the origin? I, the only one that I know anything about is the uh, Moscow Mule. And I, I don't know. Did that originate in Moscow? Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. It was some uh, enterprising salesman who was trying to uh, find a market for um, ginger beer. Uh-huh. Which most cases, ginger beer has no alcohol in it. But they do have some alcoholic ginger beer. But anyway, he was trying to find a, a market for it. And he basically came up with this drink. Called a Moscow Mule just because it had vodka in it. So what is this here? This what is, is this the, without the label? This is the rum that I was telling you about. That's the the coconut rum. Yes, that's not the bottle it comes in. Oh, you just put it in that bottle. Yeah, because it's that's it was, a nice bottle. It was pretty. Uh huh. I recycled it. And this one? Wait, I guess I better put my mic on. Oh yeah, put that mic on. And that one is the Cantera Negra. That is the coffee tequila liqueur. See, these are fancy. Don't pour me too much. I'm a wimp. <clears throat> What's the alcohol con of this? I'm gonna have to take this like a shot or sip it. I don't know. There's nothing on here. Oh shoot. Right. I can. I I sip them. Okay. But you can do what you want. Get a little taste test. This is gonna taste like coconut. Like oh, it coconut smells like water. Like somebody busted open a coconut and poured the the milk out for you. I mean, I do. Definitely feel a little burn. I'm not gonna tell you that that tastes like water because I'm gonna be honest. No, no, no. I didn't. I didn't say it tastes like water. I said it, it tastes coconut tastes water. Tastes like coconut water. I feel the burn. With alcohol. I'm gonna have to use my other alcoholic beverages, the chaser. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, what are you finding for us? I was trying to look at this uh, picture when I was looking up for the name because I couldn't remember it to see if they have the alcoholic content on it but no and you would think they would have it in the description down below but no huh overview i'm gonna get a little buzz from this george mm, i was gonna say nah but you might <laughs> i'll get buzz off of three shots to be honest with you week all, all of my preferences are stuff that i mow the lawn on a hot day and then you sit outside and sip so cold beverage uh, you know what's interesting a lot of times the <clears throat> enjoyment of your experience or no the enjoyment of like whether you're eating or drinking mm -hmm. depends on on your environment yes like i was talking to alejandro i think i was talking to alejandro and there's like, you can have like a shitty meal or what would be considered a cheap or simple meal that was nothing special if you're like out in the woods and you're having it, cooking it over like an open fire. Right. Like that experience is so different, right? Yes. Or like they say, like after a hard day's work, when you crack open a cold beer, yes, that beer is way more enjoyable than if you're just... At the bowling alley. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yep. Or the people that you're with, or something that you did together. Oh, definitely. <laughs> it was that. He, he didn't mean that. <laughs> what, what he meant to say was, "This is a tasty beer." Hey, but it's it's partly my fault because, what? like I said, I'm sipping on it, so I'll put ice uh -huh. in a tumbler, water down a little bit. Well, eventually. Okay, so when you sip and stuff, do you 
end up getting a buzz or you just sip because you enjoy the flavor? Now, when you say buzz, do you mean like vent? I'm talking about like where you can't walk straight. No, I'm just talking about like a a light buzz where you just, you feel something. The latter, exactly. Okay. you just, and then you Dude, I keep telling you, I'm not, I, I can't, I'm not, I'm not young and dumb anymore. I don't have that energy level like get crazy and then uh-huh. the next day just perform as normal oh okay recover i, I gotta recover yeah. yeah but when you take it easy like this you don't really have to recover do you no because it's just over a prolonged time and i guess if you i'm sure if you sipped fast enough and long enough it'd be the same end result yeah <laughs> probably be worse because you probably have more over the long haul right i don't know Somebody out there, call Julian and find out. I mean, let us know because I'm sure somebody out there says, I know. So hit Julian up and then and I'll share, share the knowledge. What a plug. <clears throat> what a plug. Yeah, you got plenty of time, though. You got plenty of time to test this out. Which one? These two theories, whether it's better to drink slow. I'm, I'm good. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> I don't, Not that important. No. Oh, okay, so this is the next one. Well, we don't have to. I'm just getting you ready. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Is this going to taste like coffee? Mm. Is it a hint mm. of coffee? It's coffee-ish. Okay. But it's also sweet. Okay. Just in case he says something, I only pay, I put like five drops in there. He's probably going to say, that's all. Interesting. It tastes like um, chocolatey. Yes. And a little bit of cinnamon. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I see what you're talking about. Mexican cinnamon. Like the cinnamon they put in the chocolate. Abuelitas. You know that chocolate? Abuelitas, the hot chocolate? Mm, No. Damn, these bugs are swarming me right now. You know what you need out here? You need some of those citronella candles. You're probably right. Alright, so let's get down to the good stuff. What is the good stuff? Where'd you grow up? I don't know about your childhood. What made you you, George? Or, I mean, uh, <coughs> Frank. Frank. What made <laughs> you you? <laughs> I forgot. I got caught up. Oh, man, that's a good question, I guess. I don't, I don't. You've told me so many times where you uh, were born, but I always forget. I was born in Michigan. Okay. In the UP, like what right is on the... the Canadian, the Upper Peninsula. Okay. The part that's north of the lake. And I, I remember stuff about it, but we moved when I was three. I remember the snow being taller than me. And uh, I had two older sisters. I remember playing with them. They used to drag me in the wagon. We built snowmen and snow forts like it was effortless how old when you you said you when you were three yeah left one when i was three so you don't remember much i remember that i remember um i remember a railroad track that was north of us so it was probably close to the border because it's not that far from the border your dad was military too yes and he was there on a it's an air force base up there i don't know why i know nothing about it um yeah so Normally, this is for everybody listening. Normally, when people ask me where I'm from, I say I'm homeless because I don't claim any one place because we moved a lot, as any military brat out there knows. And uh, I think we stayed in Las Vegas probably for the longest 
single period of time. Okay. Um, but there was a break in there because we lived in Las Vegas, Nevada. My dad had a stint in Germany. And that was cut short a little bit because my grandmother was ill. She had cancer. And so they knew that she was going to pass away. So we came back early. He had a compassionate reassignment. And uh, then lived in Las Vegas. Um, parents split, moved to a different part of Las Vegas, and then moved to San Diego, California. So uh, I started high school in Las Vegas. I went to high school in San Diego, and then I graduated actually in Tempe, Arizona, which is a suburb of Phoenix, which you probably know. Graduated high school? Yes. Okay. So I went to three different high schools, three different mascots. I'm going to no homecomings. Mm-hmm. I mean, you didn't yeah. really have enough time at, at each, any single school to really feel like s- I belong and settle. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> I mean, any anybody who's grown up as a military brat, you, you develop, it's almost universal, you develop a skill where you learn how to adapt to your new environment. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you're always a new kid, right? New kids don't, a new kid for the first time who goes in doesn't have the experience to know um, that what was his norm is not everybody else's norm. Yep. So when he tries to fit in by doing the things that he did where he came from, usually makes him stand out in the worst way. Interesting. Yeah. And is that something that you learned? Well, I think everybody in the military or everybody who's in a military family learns that. Because, I mean, you could be, there's there's rules about how often they can move you, uh-huh. but there's always exceptions to those rules. So, for instance, my grandmother becoming terminally ill, I mean... That was an exception? It was an exception. We left. Uh-huh. Yeah. He was close enough to where they said it wouldn't be cost effective to bring him back. Uh-huh. And so everybody came back. And, uh, yeah, moving to just, I mean, most kids experience it kind of, sort of, when they finish the school. Like, you finish elementary school, you go to junior high school. Well, there's other kids going to that junior high school. And then when you finish junior high school, you go to a high school, and there's other kids going to that high school. That but, feed from the same school. Well, they feed from different schools going up to the next level. Okay. But okay. you always have somebody from your old school. Yes, yes. But you don't have that when you move to another city or another state. Yeah. Or another country. Did you at least have, when you went to school, when you went to school, did you at least have other students who were in the same predicament that they had? Yeah, almost, almost all the time. Because when you move, you're moving to a place that has a military installation. Mm-hmm. So you don't necessarily live on the installation, but you're not the only family that doesn't live on the installation. They usually have a school on the installation. Depends, but for the most part, they have a school on the ins- on the installation. But so let's say move here, right? And my dad works at the Air Force Base or so the Army post um but he decides that he's close enough to retirement he's gonna buy a house and we live out here then this is where i live so i'm going to a school that is supported by this area yeah but there's enough military people here <clears throat> that they're gonna be some of them yes 
who are going to that same school. Yes, and even if their no, if their parents are already retired, they know they're familiar with that because they've done it before. Yeah, so they know how it is when somebody else comes in. So, so were you able to each school you went to find other kids who are military brats as well? Yes, but you can't have a clique like that. You can't. I mean, you just that's one of the few things that you guarantee to have in common. So let's say that um, I was a math whiz at my last location. What's the odds of another military brat being a math whiz? It's probably pretty low. Lower than sports. I mean, yeah. maybe they play football and I might play football. Uh-huh. Right? But that's two out of ten. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many people... You knew a lot of people in school. How many people did you know that played on the football team? Because there's only so many people can play on the football team. Maybe right? 50. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and same for any sport, whether it's basketball, swimming. Yeah, those I are mean, probably less. Swimming is pretty popular as a team sport in schools in California. Yeah. No, oh, Not so much in Las <clears throat> Vegas, Nevada. That's true. I, I mean, I'm not sure about Vegas, but what I can say is I played volleyball, mm-hmm. men's volleyball, because mm-hmm. it's California. And then but they don't here, offer it here right. in Texas. So you understand. Uh-huh. So even if somebody moved here from California, though, what's the chance that they played volleyball? Probably pretty low. But you have that California thing in common. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you are looking for volleyball, and on the weekends, they're looking for lowriders. I see what you're saying, yeah. So are you two going to be bonded because that's you're both true. from California? Yeah, yeah. So the military only bonded a couple people, but that's something that you had in common with a few. Yes. So what what type of uh, things were you into in high school? Did you play sports? Um. Oh, yeah, no. No sports? Yeah, I mean, I, I play like... Play music? Well, I never... I never... I didn't think I was going to be around, so I didn't invest. Oh, <laughs> right? yeah. So, for instance, um, I mean, I could swim, but I can't float. Okay, here's an honest question. I have no idea why. I heard yes, black people... I heard... I honestly heard black people was because their bones are denser. Because, like, I have my friend Blake. Mm-hmm. He says he can swim from barely swim from point A to point B, but if it comes from if it comes to floating, he can't float. Right. My buddy Derek, mm-hmm. black dude, but he also played in the NFL, so he's super dense. Right. So maybe that plays a part. But <clears throat> David Goggins, he says, you know, who David Goggins is mm-hmm. the Navy SEAL. Mm-hmm. He says the worst thing that he's is swimming. Yes. It, is you think it's? Hmm. I don't know. I don't. I'm going to do a, a sidestep. Please do. Um, NPR. I always talk about NPR. Because okay. right, it's my favorite news source because mm-hmm. they're the least biased, in yeah. my opinion. And there was a scientist on there. And uh, they were talking about genetics. And I can't remember specifically what they were talking about. But she did a sidestep like I'm doing now. And she said that... Um, I think they were talking about... They started out with the whole traumatic brain injury thing with NFL players and how black NFL players were getting less money awarded to them because of the medical system that they were using that started out from a base of black people respond differently than white people to the same injury. So in other words, if I get hit in the head because I'm black and you get hit in the head because you're something else other than black, 
we get hit the same way same velocity same spot in the head but it's going to affect me less as a black person and so what they were doing was basically shortchanging black football players because they weren't being awarded the same amount of money and they just changed this recently I think like last year, maybe this year, I don't know. But anyway, they just changed or said they were going to change it. Um, but she was saying that there's a fallacy in that outlook from from the beginning, not just from a perspective of we're all people, but from the perspective that most people see black people as being homogenous. She said there's more diversity as far as genetics amongst the people in Africa than Europe. Oh, wow. But they all are pigmentationally gifted, so people <coughs> see them as being the same. Uh-huh. But they kind of don't see um, Scandinavians the same as Spaniards, but it's still Europe. Okay. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, you have Bantu pygmies, you got Zulu seven feet tall. It should be obvious that there's got to be some difference, right? Those are people in africa yes okay bantu pygmies are that's the name that they have for them they're all universally short like uh -huh. pygmy height and uh -huh. the zulus are seven feet tall oh. so that's the you can't get any bigger difference than yeah, that yeah yeah as far as um a factor that's passed on through heredity yep. that you wonder if they're the same race because one so short one so tall but they're both black yep so um scientists haven't invested the money in doing the research to try to track down the the depth of that diversity. But she says it's what little they have is it's obvious. So anyway, uh so to say that everybody over there is like genetically diverse but uh -huh. they all sink in water, I don't know how true that can be. All I know is that um I'm probably one of the I'm in the in the lighter side of all black people that you know. Okay. So you consider yourself a light skin? I've been told that I'm light skin, so I, don't, I guess I don't have a choice. <laughs> I have pretty good tan going on right now, but anyway, um, yeah, man, it's 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 uh it does seem to be though. I mean, they say that, or I've heard it said many times that there's a kernel of truth in every stereotype, right? I mean, I hear, I hear some about Asian people, and I'm like, damn, that's kind of fucked up. <laughs> but then I'm like, that's true though. Like, I'm not gonna argue it. You know, like right? people people get offended about stereotypes, and I understand why it can be offensive. But a lot of times, there's truth to it, and I'm yeah. not gonna lie about it. You know, yeah. there's there's truth to it. Yeah. So my sister, uh, my sister <clears throat> went into the Navy. My younger sister, and she was trying to get me to come in on the buddy system. I'm like, we can't go in on the buddy system. There's five years in between us. You're already doing whatever you're doing. She said, no, no, you can't. You were already in the army at the time. No, no, she was already in the navy when so I she, was when I was coming out of high school. I oh, she said she, business. She's school. older than you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She said, well, what's wrong? She said, you're not scared. I said, no, I'm not scared. She said, well, you can swim. She knows I can swim. I mean, we used to go to the city pool all the time. Can she swim? She can swim like a shark. Okay, then maybe it's not true then. But she can, No, I can swim. Yeah, but yeah, but, oh, but you don't like to. No, I can't float. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So 
You see people floating all the time. And they're laying on their back, right, and their faces out of the yeah, water. Yeah, you can't and do breathing. that. They're just no. I get a spot about the size of a silver dollar on my chest that breaks the surface, and everything else is under the water. Even if you fill your lungs with air. Yeah, because I can't keep. Then that you're air. denser. It has to be. I can't keep the air in my lungs, so when I let it out, I'm. You're sink. Yeah. Sink probably and quicker than. And I it would. doesn't matter front or back. It's the same yeah, spot yeah. size on my chest or my <laughs> uh, back that's uh. breaking the surface. <laughs> You know, maybe it's not true now. Maybe, you know, I'm, maybe I'm old enough and lost enough bone density I can float, but I haven't tried it. So. <laughs> Have you gotten shorter over time, too? Yeah. <clears throat> okay, I, mean, I, cut, I cut you off. So your mm. sister was telling you to join the Navy, and then? Yeah, she just said, you can swim. What's the problem? And I said, yeah, but I can't float. And it was a fear for me was that, I shouldn't say a fear. It was a concern, yep. which I think is a valid concern. Very. That if I can't see land, I know I can't swim to land yeah i'm just not that good of a swimmer and if i can't float that's a whole lot of uh swimming energy i gotta expand you have to, yeah. to stay up yes i like even in um in the military in the navy they do that and i don't know if the air force does, but the navy and marines they have to well the army does it also they do a like a swimming survival course when you're basic training mm -hmm. basically so you you have to get in the pool and you have to pull off your gear and you have to like tie off your pants and you splash water in and the water is you say well that's crazy because the pants are wet and you're in the water and you splash the water in but when you're splashing this air going in also yeah and so the air be goes into your pants and then you form a flotation device and you stick your head in between all that time you got to be moving unless you can float and then you can take a break you can uh -huh. take the waist of your pants and hold it down the water and you can I rest but it's tough for you to even get to that point no it's I don't get to that point you don't I'm, it's constant movement for me yeah i mean i passed i passed that's probably the worst physical thing that i had to do really in the military because it was just no break it was constant from the time i hit the water muscles are flexing the whole time until i can get this thing around my neck and then i i'll take the rest of my life to just paddle to the side of the pool but they always separated people they say can you swim if you can swim, you're over here. If you can't swim, you go over here to the shallow end, right? So I was a dumbass, and I didn't <laughs> think about it. You know, I should have said I can't swim. I'm just like, yeah, I can swim. Man. Oh, so it made it way tougher for you. Well, it was, I don't know. Sometimes, uh, sometimes you, I guess you have to pay a price for being, for tending to be honest as a norm. <clears throat> uh-huh. I don't want to say it like I'm an honest person or a good but you person, took, right? But you also didn't take the easy way out. No, but I I didn't look at it as hard or easy. They just said, can you swim? Go yeah, ahead. yeah, yeah, I see. I, you weren't I sure what you were going to be doing in the first I, place. I definitely wasn't experienced enough to know that, uh, what, are, what are we talking about? We're at a pool, so it's going to involve some swimming. What could be the cost of this? You would think you would know. Yeah, no. I'm going to be honest. I got a little buzz already. Just a little bit. But I, I don't drink very often, so it's easy. <sighs> You should come back here and train with me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. That's what it is. It's like so, CrossFit. So how old were you when you joined and why did you decide? Was it because of the water part that you decided to join the Army versus the Navy? Uh, you know, I have a... Uh, my father has... What, what branch was your father in? My father's in the Air Force. Okay. And he has five brothers. Um, my uncle who just came to visit me was one of his side. And 
all of them except for the youngest one were in the military because they're all old enough for Vietnam. Okay. So the uncle that was here, he was a Marine. And I didn't I didn't think about any of this at the time. Just letting you know that I was kind of familiar with him. I had an uncle that was in the Navy, uncle that was in the Marines, uncle that was a tunnel rat in Vietnam, which is like one of the least desired jobs if you ever read about tunnel rats. Tell me about it. Man, he came back with uh, what well, now we call it something else, but back then they called it shell shock, right? Okay. Um, PTSD was what PTSD. They okay, and but he had it like a kind of severe, <clears throat> and uh, I went to. I came back to Vegas. I was in the army. I think I was on my second tour. I was. I know I was on my second tour. I just bought a new car. Bought a Mazda RX seven, and I drove from. North Carolina came over and uh, while I was visiting my parents, my mom in Arizona. So, well, let me go on and go see my uncles and aunts. So I go see my uncle and uh, call him up, meet him. He said, well, hey, you know, your uncle Alex's car stopped in the grocery store parking lot. You got time, you can go over and you'll be surprised. I said, sure. So go over and uh, you went to the grocery store parking lot? Yeah, because he, he had gone grocery shopping. His car stopped. Oh, it stopped working, so he yes. was stuck there. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, go there, and uh, I hadn't seen him. In, I hadn't seen my uncle in years. That uncle I hadn't seen in years. Um, so, the uncle that met me says, Hey, Alex, you know who this is? And he looks, just pops his head up around the hood, and he looks at me and goes, no, I don't know that motherfucker. And this was your uncle? Yes. Interesting. Yes. Oh. So he tells him, he says, this is your nephew. This is your oldest nephew. He goes, oh, okay. And, but, I mean, he wasn't real friendly. He was just, oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, he's, in my mind, he's focused on getting his car running. He's got stuff to do. And he's got to meet this guy who whatever. he's never seen before. So we get his car running. And then uh, he says, hey, let's meet up and uh, we can go out for drinks later on. He goes, okay. He said, normal spot. My uncle Alex says yes. So then we go our separate. My uncle's like, hey, uh, it's kind of sporty car. He said, you want to trade? And he had a pickup truck, but it wasn't just a pickup truck because he, he was a retrograde pimp. And uh, <laughs> and I said, yeah, I'll trade with you. So I'm driving this truck around. Oh, wait, just for the night or like just a little? Just for the night. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. So then we, we meet up again. We go and we meet at the bar. And uh, my uncle is telling me about Uncle Charles, he's telling me about my Uncle Alex, and he's saying, you know, he's a, he says just something about him that somebody always wants to pick a fight with him. With who? His own, your uncle? Yes, my Uncle Alex. Now, all my uncles are tall. <clears throat> I'm, I'm like a half inch taller than my dad. My dad, other than my Uncle Alex, my dad was the shortest one. So they're all like six footers. And my Uncle Alex was short, which is why he was a tunnel rat because he had to be kind of small to get in these tunnels in Vietnam. What what did it? What was that job description? Um, the Vietnamese had tunnels, and okay. the Vietnamese were not a. They weren't large physically. They were yeah. all kind of short, uh-huh. right? So their tunnels weren't built to accommodate six foot Americans. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted to go down in there and engage them, or flush them out, or uh, try to eliminate their capabilities whatever you want to call it you're going down there to wage war right holy shit so you can't go down there and be six feet and be so walking hunched over all the time underground war in vietnam yes interesting and it's like in close fighting 
Yeah, that's the, the tunnels aren't straight. They that's turn a corner. Scary. Those are like yeah. bunkers almost. Well, I mean, you go through a tunnel and you come to a wide out spot. And yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So, I mean, you could turn a corner and all of a sudden you're duking it out with knives and. That's nuts. Yeah. So he, that's what he, he did. Okay. So on I'm sorry. A regular basis. So I cut you off. So he, but, but he looks so he like had PTSD, somebody... but he, he's <laughs> small and he's just quiet. You said he's somebody who people want to pick a fight with. That's what my uncle said. He said, people always want to fight him. He said, I don't know why. Uh-huh. They always want to fight him. And I go, really? He goes, yeah. He said, but don't worry about it because I haven't, I haven't seen him lose yet. Oh, shit. So he's a badass is what you're telling yes. me. Uh-huh. Yes. And he's a small dude. Small dude. Smaller right? than you. Yes. Oh, shit. Yes. And I'm, I'm like, okay. And so sure enough, we're sitting there drinking. And this guy sits down. It's my uh, Uncle Charles. My uncle Alex and me, and the guy sits on the far end, on the other side of my uncle Charles. But he starts messing with my uncle Alex <laughs> for no reason, N- none that I knew of, uh-huh. none that I could think of. And he's just like talking trash. And then my uncle's like, "Yeah, man, whatever," or not even saying anything. You know, every now and then he'll just like, uh, and he just just drink. And dude said, "You know what? You shit. You think you done stink? Come on, let's step outside." What the hell? And my uncle Alex says. Okay. Oh. <laughs> and so they get to the door and my uncle Alex you know, like like wave your hand like you first. Uh-huh. And the guy opens the door and my uncle Alex hits him behind the ear. Uh-huh. One punch, boom, he's down, he's out. And the door is like trying to close on him. He's just uh-huh. laying in, and he just comes back to finish his drink. And so my uncle Charles said, Well, uh, do you want to stay here? You want to go somewhere else? He said, Fuck him. That's, we'll stay. It's like, and it's probably why I like like movies, action movies, where the guy doesn't say too much. Yeah, because my uncle just impressed me so much. Yeah, and you know anybody else that I know would have been talking trash, or you know, or or been ready to leave. You know, maybe they've been responsible and say, hey, yeah, we shouldn't stay here because when he wakes up, he might be a one star. He just said, "Fuck him." And I was like, "Okay." But this was after he had been to war already. Oh, yes. He ain't scared of shit, if that's no. the case. No. If he's crawling through tunnels in Vietnam, ain't no guy in the bar going to scare him. And I, I I, didn't know that about him at the time. I didn't know what the job of a tunnel rat was. I just knew that he was different from the uncle that I had Oh, interesting. before he went to war. Yeah. And then I had been gone, too. So I'm thinking, maybe, maybe I missed something. Well, obviously I did. But then I... I don't know which one of my uncles told me that he was a tunnel rat, and I had no idea. Like you, I had no idea what it was, so I, I, I went and checked it out and started reading up about tunnel rats. And I'm like, well, hell, no wonder. I mean, it's, Fuck. it's understandable if your job every day is when you have to go to work is to go down underground in a small opening that has turns, and you have no idea what they lead to or what's around the corner. There's booby traps. There's enemy down there, there armed. They're at war with you, so there's nobody down there that you're going to meet that you want to have a drink with. Yep. Right? So anybody else that's not with your group yep. is the bad guy. Yep. And that's what you do every time you go to work. I'd be scared to crawl under a, a house crawl space where there could be rats, <laughs> let alone Vietnamese people. You know? <laughs> and, and Vietnamese people are even worse than rats. Just yeah, kidding. Just, I'm just so kidding. racist. Hey, I'm just kidding. I'm if, just if you're listen. Vietnamese and listening to this, that was not me. I might have giggled, but it was giggling because you know it was crazy for him to say that. If you're from 
want to do something, hey, let me know so I can up. take insurance. <laughs> no, but um, it's funny because my brother went to Cambodia to go visit where my mom was from. Mm-hmm. And even him, he's six foot tall and all of them are tiny. Like he was right. a giant around all of them. Right. But I heard his diet. Like years and years and generations of diet. Of of what? Rice? Uh, uh, not enough protein. Interesting. Because you see, uh, people think that about Koreans, right? Are I, Koreans pretty that. small? They used to be. I feel like there are some Koreans that are fucking huge. Yes, there are. Now. Uh-huh. Because they oh. have. Oh. Yeah. Remember when we were talking about eating dog? Yes. So for everybody that's listening. Have you dog, tried it? No. Would you? I If I was at a... So I Koreans, would too. Koreans have a reputation as far as eating dogs. And I was telling Julian about it. Historically, it's because um, they were invaded. This is my understanding. So any Koreans out there say, I got it wrong. My bad. <laughs> but they were invaded a lot, often, by different countries, but especially by Japan. And, and during one of the more recent um, invasions prior to World War II, they raped the country so bad of all its goods that they had nothing. They had no protein. They had no cattle. They had but no chicken. Dogs. They had no horses. All they had were dogs. Interesting. And um, and women were pretty much second class citizens without a doubt. So the only way they could get meat was basically for dogs. So they have a holiday when they commemorate how the hard times that they survived. And so they have they have a dog that they eat but it's a it's a specific breed of dog it's not just any dog yeah. so, so people say oh my dog is missing my cat went missing it's bullshit <laughs> and uh, and i even saw the dogs i didn't tell you about this i saw the dogs at a rest stop on the highway and i was with uh my my you have a boss and you have a you have a officer boss you have an nco boss right so the nco boss works what is, for the officer boss what is nco non-commissioned officer okay so that's without a college degree uh you could have a college degree and still be an nco oh okay what does commissioned mean commissioned means you are an officer and a gentleman you've been recognized by the united states government as being worthy of being called a gentleman, a gentleman. interesting and so you do your swearing in your oath and you're an officer <clears throat> officers um i used to ask this question for my soldiers because you can transition from enlisted to officer there's a process but not everybody can do it. Yeah. Most people want to do it because they want to get paid yep. and they think officers have an easier job. Yep. And so I asked them, what's the difference? If you can't tell me what the difference is, I can't recommend you. Yep. And uh, so enough people knew that I was asking that question and finally somebody asked me that question on a promotion board. And I said, well, I said, uh, I'm going to give you an example. I'm not going to tell you specifically what the difference is. We can get it. We can talk about it afterwards, but I'll give you an example. Let's say that you have to walk from here to wherever you got to walk 10 miles okay five miles whatever it is but you got to walk somewhere that you can't see yes, right sir. so you got your compass your compass or even you have a landmark over there you're going to that mountaintop right you can't just keep your eye on that mountaintop and keep walking straight or you're gonna fall into a ravine mm-hmm. but you can't keep your eyes on the ground and keep looking for because you might be going the wrong way because you go off course mm-hmm. right so you got to basically do both at the same time but you can do both at the same time when it comes to leading people okay so somebody's got to decide where we're going and somebody's got to figure out how we get there gotcha so the officers say this is what we need to do 
And still say, this is how we do it. Gotcha. Right? Gotcha. So it's like uh, the creator of the game plan? The implementer. Yes. Yes. Got it. So what were we talking about? <laughs> I forgot to. <laughs> <laughs> is Yoko I'm my boss. Shit. My boss. Yeah, my boss. Okay. My sergeant boss. Yes. Works for the officer boss. Yes. I'm a sergeant boss. I got an officer boss. Yes. Right? So he's my boss. So you were NCO? Yes. Okay. So he's my boss. This officer is my boss. But I can't ignore this NCO. Because he's, <clears throat> I mean, he is my mentor. Gotcha. Right? So my officer boss is telling me, um, that's where I got lost. What were we talking about? I don't know, but I remember the initial question being how you decided on being joining the military. Yeah. Yeah. How you, and then you mentioned how your brother was uh in the you said the Air Force? My brother actually was in the army. Oh, my the sister army. was in the navy. The navy. And I was talking about my uncles and how they all decided to go in the military. I looked at um shit. I looked at basically how my dad's career went. Okay. It didn't go well. Your dad was in which? Air Force. Gotcha. Different time, though. Yeah. But I wasn't socially conscious enough to be aware of how those differences had changed and what that could mean for me. I'm pretty sure I could have had as successful a career in the Air Force, but I also had that example that influenced how I was thinking. Uh-huh. So I said, uh, I could do that, but I don't want to. I could join the Navy, but we already discussed that I can't float. Uh-huh. So I don't want to. So when I went in to the recruiter, I was actually going to the Army, and the Marine Corps representative called me. He said, come here, Marine, because he knows everybody's in there to join, right? So he yeah. said, come here, Marine. So I go over and talk to him, and I didn't like the way he was talking to me. Interesting. Right? And it's not... I was, I was just too proud. I was young and proud, and the way he... I expected him to address me like he wanted me to address him because I'm not in the military. Yeah. Right? I'm thinking about joining the military. <clears throat> yeah. So if you're talking down to me already, then I know that's what I can expect. Yep. So the Army representative wasn't in, but that's who I was going to see because that was next on my list. Uh-huh. Like first on my list. And uh, if things had been a little different, I, I would have joined the Marine. Actually, you know, I thought about switching over because you can switch branches. And at one time, I was so fed up with... Mm, mm, chicken ship, le- chicken shit leadership. That I said I'm looking at. I, I work with all the branches all the time. So I said, uh, you know, the Marines. Whatever you say about them, they always stick together. Always. They always have each other's back. You don't have to worry about somebody being two faced. Um, and there's rules. I mean, every branch has rules. But if you're high enough, you know how to circumvent certain rules. Yeah. Right. But I didn't see a lot of that happening in the Marine. They're too small. You can't you can't do dirt and then go somewhere else and not see anybody from that place anymore. The Army, you can do that. You can go your whole career and almost never see. I mean, unless they're in your MOS and you have a small MOS, military occupational specialty. Yeah. If, if it's a small group, then you see them. Or if you have a specialty, you're only going to go so many places, then you'll see them. Yeah. But if you're an infantryman, you could be an infantryman here at uh, 
Fort Riley, Kansas. And then you can go airborne, be an airborne infantryman, and spend the rest of your career in Fort Bragg, North Carolina. And never see anybody. Never see anybody there. And that's the mil- airborne. But the Marine Corps has, le- I'm assuming, less bases. Yes. They're a smaller entity. They have uh, fewer places to go. I mean, they go, they, they have places that they go, but it's not like you, you can't go to Okinawa and spend 20 years in Okinawa. You got to come back. <clears throat> and the Marine Corps is an extension of the Navy, correct? The Marine Corps is the Navy. Okay. It's a branch of the Navy. Yeah. Yeah. They don't like to admit that. But. I mean, I remember you telling me that. That's one thing that you uh, envy about the, the Marine Corps that the Air Army didn't have is the brotherhood or the feeling of the brotherhood. Yes. Hands down, no questions asked. Always. Always. Yeah. If a, if a Marine... And I've seen it happen a couple times. You're in the club. Yeah, tell me some stories. Man, I don't have any stories. Because my but, dad has stories. Yeah? There was a... I had a, a soldier that worked for me. And uh, he was... Not worked for me. He was one of, he was one of the... One of my students. I was an instructor. So we were talking about these two other guys. They were brothers. And he said... Uh, he said, Drill, you know... Those couple of badass guys right there. And I go, okay. He goes, no, seriously, they're badass. And these guys were Marines? No. Yes, they were Marines. And I go, well, what makes them badasses? He goes, Drill, you know how they say Marine. Once a Marine, always a Marine. Marines stick together. You just, you know, you give out a hoorah, and then you get a bunch of hoorahs yep. from wherever you are because Marines there. And I go, yeah. He goes, so they were in the uh, enlisted club, and a fight breaks out. And not saying that a fight broke out with them, but a fight breaks out and they go back to back. Yep. He says, and I knew the guys. I work out with them because he was a he he was a Korean linguist, pretty big uh, Korea. What do you call him? Just he was a fan of Korea, so he he had taken a uh, Taekwondo, which is Korean martial art. So we go to the gym and work out, and I knew a little bit about stuff. So we could have a conversation about that kind of thing, and he says. Hey, you heard of Muay Thai? At that time, nobody heard of Muay Thai. But they were military brats also, and their dad had them over. See, Doing Muay Thai. Yes. These two brothers. These two brothers. Oh, shit. And he said, uh, he said, I, I just found out about Muay Thai from talking to them, but I saw it in action. And he said, they were just breaking people. Fuck. He said, he went back to back, and they were breaking people. And then he said, one of them said, hoorah. And then all these other Marines, like, joined in on their location. And yeah. then they just all of them went back to back. And it was like a cluster, like a big fight ring around them. And anybody who would come in, contact. Just tuned were, up. Yeah. He said, but until they did that, he said they only did that because it was starting to get too much fighting for them to handle. He said, but before that, they were, he said, they were breaking people. Yeah. And I, I'm thinking, like, you know breaking people but then now Muay Thai is so popular you see how they definitely can be oh yes. 100% yes no all my stories are like stupid stories because uh, my job I had to have security clearance so uh-huh. you couldn't be too stupid yeah uh, you can't get into fights because you I, you know even uh, I like to drive fast right so I'm, I'm in Germany and they have an autobahn which has no speed limit most of the time Let's say it gets foggy or it's rainy and you're driving fast and you get in a wreck, uh-huh. you cause a wreck, they'll cite you because you were driving too fast for the conditions, even though there may not have been a speed limit posted, right? I'm an Autobahn. Yeah. So it's supposed to be but no speed said, limit when the conditions are good. Right. 
some drive fast but in germany they were one of the pioneers to have those cameras so camera flash and that was it you had a ticket yeah there's no arguing it uh-huh. like you see some of these guys say you had a, a ticket no there's no arguing the license plate shows and the cars register you to you didn't matter if i loaned you my car you would get the ticket i got a ticket uh-huh well all my tickets were mine, so I, I couldn't even argue that. I couldn't even say it to anybody else, right? So um, my security guy one day tells me he's he's a, a warrant officer. A warrant officer is an officer, but it's kind of between a commissioned officer and an enlisted. Okay. Enlisted, they have to salute them. They salute officers. But if it's an officer um, ball, they go to the officer ball. If it's the NCO ball, they can be invited, but they can't just come. Okay. Anyway, so he's, he's talking to me one day. He says, uh... I was a new E5 too, brand new E5. And he says, Sergeant Range, we need to talk. All right, Chief, what's up? He said, you can't be, uh, you can't be getting all these tickets. Oh, they know about your tickets too. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Uh-huh. They, I mean, they know the the host nation knows to let gotcha, the gotcha, command gotcha, know. gotcha. Right. That their soldiers from the other country are getting tickets in their country. Yes. Okay. So. He broke it down to me because I'm like, Chief, it's just a speeding ticket. I'm out. I'm only here for two years. I'm mm-hmm. gone. Mm-hmm. What? It didn't even get reported back to the States. The insurance I got over here is not the insurance I have in the States. Come on, what's up? Uh-huh. And he goes, mm, no, it's not that simple. He said, if you can't control yourself to obey the rules, then why is the government going to trust you to follow the rules with stuff that's top secret? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But until that point, I never thought of it in those terms. But he broke it down to me, and immediately I corrected my birth defect about that brick in my right foot. <laughs> so you can't you can't afford to do a lot of stuff if you need to maintain a, a clean image for your job. Yeah. So. Yeah, what's the fa- what's the fastest you ever went on the autobahn? What's the fastest you've driven ever? Was it on the autobahn? Yes. Probably like 140, maybe 135. What does that feel like? It's pretty pretty cool. Pretty Well, no, wait. There's a difference. Okay. Right? If I went out at 135 right now, it would be scary. Okay. But if you put me in a country where there's no speed limit. It's kind of normal. And today I do 90. Yeah. And next week I do 105. And I'm doing 105 every day going to work. It's normal. And then the next week I say, oh, I can do 115. Yeah. Oh, next day is a Porsche going by, and I'm like, let me follow this Porsche. Yeah. After a while, 130 is not like, you know, today, right now, we go get out and do 130 down I-35. Yeah. Even if there was no traffic, it would still be scary. Uh-huh. But if you, it's kind of, a, I think, for me, it's like any any endeavor that you, you intake, you take in, and you want to be good at it, right? So you're not as good the first time. Maybe it's a heavy equipment that you're working with. Maybe it's a bandsaw. Whatever it is. And you're like, oh, got to be careful. Got to be careful. Then you do it several times. Build do up. Do it for a few months. And like somebody passes you something to work with that equipment. Like, yeah, I got it. Yeah. So it's second nature. Operating a vehicle. That makes sense. Yeah. I got to urinate. Can I go back in the backyard over there? Or you can go to the bathroom, whichever one you want. Do you don't mind if I go to the back, though? I don't. I feel free. All right. We're going to take a quick pause so I can go urinate. <laughs> Did you leave it running? Yes, it is. Okay. But that's okay. I'll, 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 
I'll uh, cut I, it out. I'm going to talk about Julian now. No, so talk about if he wants to cut this, cut this out. Then. I have nothing to say. Julian is cool, people. I'll sing his praises. Julian is an inquisitive mind that has equal parts respect for his fellow man, which makes him asking all these questions acceptable, I guess. And he likes the drinks I make. We just have to work on his fashion sense. We have to bring him into the world of mature men who recognize that first impressions, etc., etc., etc. I wonder if Julian even knows how to tie a tie. I think that should be one of my questions for him. George, I'm going to be honest with you, dude. I'm feeling this buzz. We have a spare bed. Um, we're going to go get food, but Rachel's got to drive. <laughs> I'm, definitely, I'm definitely feeling this buzz. <laughs> I'm stealing this from my uncle that was just here. My wife is my designated driver. <laughs> Do you know how to tie tie? I used to. You used In to? In high school. In high school. That's I don't like... Five years ago? So you go you go from the right side, you go around the left side, then you go underneath, then you go through the loop that you created. But I don't remember after that. You know how to tie tie? Yes. I forgot. I used to do it in high school, but not anymore. I haven't worn a tie in ages. Uh-huh. You know how to tie a bow tie? Yes. Really? Yes. But I can't I can't say that I I would have to practice it to make it look right. Yeah, yeah. Because that's one I don't... But a tie is easy for you. Mm, a tie is easy... By far, it's easier. Can you show me after this? Yes, we'll, okay. do, uh, we'll do the two most common Oh, knots. you know, multiple tie knots. Wow, you fancy, fancy, huh? Me and your listeners were talking while you were gone. What did you guys talk about? Cheers. We just said that I you appreciate need to... This. Uh, what, I need to what? Tell me. We were talking and we said, they agree with me, that we need to enhance your sense of fashion <laughs> in order for you to um, join the mature. So what are you saying? I don't have world. fashion right now or what? I'm saying that casual is not the end of fashion. Okay. You have to be able to transition when it's called for. Okay. You don't have to be, you know, did I tell you I made up a Spanish word? What is your Spanish word? Bujolito. <laughs> you got it right oh so you just add lito and it makes it yes, spanish yes. you know what that's racist y'all hear that hey, that's racist that's multicultural I, I like to think i like to think that's multicultural i take a little bit of my culture enhanced a little bit share anyway you don't have to be bougie all the time okay but, uh, when the situation calls for it I, it's better it's better to know how and i need it right you're right yeah so I had this whole circle for a while. I had um, my son and uh, two of my nephews, two of Rachel's cousins. They're all about the same age, right? But um, they didn't have a... I mean, they had male role models, but there's certain things. It's like um, it's like this young lady last night at the party. She was saying that uh, 
she thinks that high schools should have classes for people to prepare them for college. They say you have to go to college and they give you classes to prepare you for a college class work, but they don't teach you college itself things like how to manage a budget, how to um, balance a checkbook, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I am not disparaging their parents by any means, but because a couple of them had their dads at home their whole life, but there's a certain emphasis, I guess, that's different amongst parents. You know, you emphasize work ethic versus cleanliness. Uh-huh. You emphasize uh, things being in order versus things being uh, cluttered. You know, so I don't, I don't fault them. I just know that um, you can't make a good first impression the second time. You're right. Right, and uh, and I always express things. The, to them, well, to any young guy, uh, in a term that is near and dear to their heart, something sexual, right? So, I just read this. I read this article a long time ago, like years ago, and I'm like, is this this can't be true? This is bullshit. But I do surveys. When I read something, I do surveys, right? So I go, I ask women. But I just read it again, like last week, and it was, uh, it was. I don't know what it, I don't know if it was a YouTube article, but it was an article that said the top ten things that women notice first about men. Okay. The article that I read years ago said the first thing that women notice about men is their shoes. Okay. That what to me was mind boggling. Like, really? Uh-huh. You don't look at their eyes, you don't look at their hair, you don't look at their lips, you don't look at see if they're built because you like built guys, you don't look to see if they're slim because you like slim guys. You look at their <clears> shoes. Yeah. Yeah. In this article that I just read, it was uh number Four, I think. So what was number one and the one you just read? I don't, I don't remember. What was, was some that you remember? Um, they look at fingernails. Okay. Um, look at how you eat. Interesting. I fucking chew loud, dude. Do you eat fast? I'm fucked. Yeah, I chew. I eat fast because I'm fat as fuck, so I like to eat. Yeah, but so when get... I see food, I'm like, mm, get in my belly, and well, I just that's... munch. I guess subconsciously, or at least that's the way they explained it. Maybe to I me, don't give that... a. F- I... They think that that's how you'll be towards sex, too. Oh, sh- fast? <laughs> <laughs> They're not lying. And trying to get They're not lying. The They're not lying. <laughs> but um, when it comes to eating... Feel free to tell me I'm wrong. I'm uh, just telling you what listen, I read. Though, but, it makes but sense to me. When it comes to eating, uh-huh. I eat fast, but I also eat a lot. So it's not like I eat fast and I'm done quick. I eat a lot. I'll eat, I'll eat for hours. Uh-oh. <laughs> Maybe, maybe they'll see that too. <laughs> Ladies, this listen, this podcast just turned all wild real quick. Uh-huh. But tell me. But anyway, I just I just <clears throat> I pull stuff like that. I, I throw that so, at them so that they'll be motivated to pay attention. So you so you read this article and you thought, damn, how can I help Julian have a better first appearance? No. Tell me, George. No. Oh, no, I just, Julian, I see you all the time, and I don't yes, get sir. to see you in a setting where you would be required to wear a suit, right? Yes, sir. But uh, I know that there's a certain group, your generation, that for the most part does not value clothing like the predecessors. Yes. Right? And and those that do value clothing, and your, your contemporaries that do value clothing, usually they're not... They're they're kind of uh, selfish, I guess. They're kind of uh, materialistic. Uh-huh. So it's not necessarily for 
the same reason that I would want you to be interested in clothing. Gotcha. Right? Um, it's still old school. The, the, all the people that you would be employed by or that you'd have to do business with if you were self-employed, most of them are old school. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you showed up with <clears throat> flip flops, a suit that had what is typically thought of as the wrong color of shoes. Oh, interesting. And they'll look at you and go, oh, you kind of don't know. I gotcha. Right? Not, I gotcha. Not what you don't specifically know, but obviously you don't know something. Yeah. That they would expect you to know. Yeah. In order to be at their level and be serious on a, the same level of doing business. Yep. yep right? Yep. Kind of like um, somebody showed up and you were the man with the money, right? And you were thinking about going into business with them. And... Uh, you're meeting them at the bank, right, to discuss, go over financials, right? And they show up in flip-flops, like you said. Yep. You probably would be less inclined. That makes sense. To have faith in them being a good business partner. That makes sense. That's not serious. Not, I mean, look at what's the dude's name from Facebook. Always had Mark a hoodie Zuckerberg. on for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. But what's he wearing lately? Probably flip-flops. No, he's oh, wearing a lot of suits. But he's wearing a lot of suits because he has to go to court for the shit he's doing. So he has oh, to look presentable. Gee. Now you want to be taken seriously, so you change up how you dress? Yeah, but he doesn't really care. He's worth billions. Yeah, but... He's he only doing it to save face, is my assumption. And and keep his business making billions. And the so stockholders to keep them happy. So the government, so the government doesn't impose yeah. any restrictions on him. Yeah. So what got you into into fashion or to... Because I'll be <laughs> honest. <laughs> why you, why you laugh? Has it always been a thing or what? I mean, uh, I always like clothes. Because I mean, you... If you if you don't have a lot of money, whatever you have, you want it to look good, right? Did you grow you don't up, have a lot? Did you grow up poor? I don't. You grew up. I grew up a poor black child. <laughs> you know that movie that's from? Yeah, Steve Martin. Yeah, I grew yeah. up a poor black child. I don't think I was poor in a sense. Okay. I mean, we were middle class black, but that's kind of poor compared to. White middle class, middle class? White, uh -huh. right? So we still had to watch our monies. Couldn't have anything and everything that we wanted. We get, rarely have anything that we wanted. Period. So I I know the value of money. I don't take it for granted. Uh -huh. But if I couldn't if I couldn't get a new pair of sneakers every six months, then obviously I'm gonna keep my sneakers clean and looking good. Gotcha. Because I want to have a chance to girl x or y so do you think that's what drove it always that's that's like the number one motivator for men is sex yeah no matter what yeah and i think it's the same for women in a different sense it's not the it's not necessarily the act of sex or the pleasure of sex but being able to ensure that um, this is from one of the classes i had in college you know we want to spread our seed they want to make sure their seed gets fertilized and lasts yeah right so you got to be attracted to do both. It's very interesting nowadays because I feel like there's so many things. Right back in the day, a lot of it is like um, the man that's going to provide you security. Yes. Going to provide uh, a good future for your children. Yes. Going to be able to be a father. Yes. But in, nowadays, they it's like. Us. Yeah. Yes. But wait. I, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead. Go. People think that that's wrong, like it's going against nature, right? And some people long for the good old days. They wish that it was still that way. They think that women are not 
uh, entitled to feel that way because that's not how um, evolution has made us to be. But on the other hand, so when somebody cuts you off at an intersection, you can't just hop out your car and go beat their head in, right? You're not supposed to. But evolutionarily speaking, that's a that's a real thing, right? They're a threat. They yeah. cut you off. Yeah, they dis disrespect me. Yep. Threaten my ability to procreate. <clears throat> women won't look at me at the same with respect. Yep. I have people trying to steal my women. I'm killing you. Yeah. Right? But we don't do that. Yeah. Uh is there a difference? It's just coming a little faster with women. It's almost like uh nowadays that we're less barbaric of a society what women to are attracted to is changing and i can't talk for women because i'm not a woman but it just seems like um, i was listening (laughs) if you can have a good you can be a a skinny guy who's not going to protect a woman but if you can have a intellectual conversation with them make good money yeah it's different ensure the yeah perpetuation of that line yes in a different way well whereas i'm assuming if back in the day you're gonna look for the huskiest man who's gonna protect your offspring yeah what do you think it leads to because i feel like there's a part of me that believes that human nature is is inherently barbaric it's in our dna so do you think that it leads to eventually cycling back to where the male Who's most dominant is the biggest male, or do you think the the outlook of the way things are run is forever changed where it comes to your intellectual ability versus physical strength? Do you think it's eventually going to cycle back? Because history tends to repeat itself, right? But would Kinda you believe? Sorta. Would you believe that we're in a place in the world where physical mass and ability has much less of an impact on? where you are in your status in the world i think i think that i could see circumstances where a cycle would come about shit going down where it yes yeah i could see that but in the long term honestly i think the most conniving person is the one who wins out and that's that's true now I don't think it's just strategy built. Yes. Yeah. And then and then and how you use your tools to get what you think you need and want and then if you're successful, uh you're automatically somewhat more attracted to 100% no matter what. 100%. So uh, <clears throat> and listeners, I am not a Trump fan, but I am not bashing him just because I'm not a fan. I'm just calling him like I see him. He's not a very attractive man. But the way he presents himself is attractive. It can be attractive. Pretty cunning. Yeah. Pretty very, conniving. Very. Right? He's ugly. He's fucking yeah. ugly. Orange. He's old. Old. Raggedy. But he talks about other people as if old was a bad thing. Making him seem younger. Yes. Selectively. Oh. So, using the tools that he has to get what he wants. I mean, he achieved presidency. Yeah. 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 So I don't necessarily think that the smartest people will win out. And I don't necessarily think that the strongest or most capable, most violent, most vicious, most handy people will win out. But I think the conniving people are always in the cut. Like the man who is able to use what he has to the best of his abilities. His, the, the, the person who is 
willing to manipulate situations and sacrifice the most is the one that's going to win out. Gotcha. So if a person is big and strong and whip 50 men, but he's not willing to uh, do harm to a child, right? And the cunning person takes his daughter hostage and says, you will work for me or your daughter dies. Damn, so that's almost like the most fucked up person. Well, I didn't want to say it like that. But it's kind of true. Who's ever willing to do the most for the power is going to win. Um, I would say that's a rule of thumb, but there's always people willing to stand up to yeah. that as yeah. well. So um, kind of balances out. I don't think that every great leader was necessarily a good person. They just didn't allow that dark side to rule them. Hitler was considered a great leader. Went to the people that followed him. He did a lot. He achieved a lot. But he allowed a lot of evilness to be done. Yeah. On behalf of his aims and his goals. Yeah. But name a country that hasn't done that at some point. I mean, all of them have. 200 at some years point. of slavery in this country. At Actually, some point. I'm sorry. 400 years of slavery in this country. Yeah. And most civilizations have had some kind of slavery. They've taken people, taken kids from where other places that they've raided and raised them as their own. They did that in Cambodia. They did that in uh, where the in the Norse, the Vikings. They did that. Uh huh. So don't. I mean, you can't. I I like to throw out a European equivalent for any situation that somebody else throws out because we're a Eurocentric society. We're a Eurocentric civilization. Yeah. Like what? As in our system is is adopted from the europe system where do we get our numbers i don't know europe you yes. tell me okay yes yes so it's either basically it's either latin or roman okay for the most part yeah for everything that we have from the letters that we use the way we write our numbers uh most languages modern languages in europe right now have some kind of roman influence right so what do we call them? Romance languages. It's not yeah. because it's love, right? So, yeah. Um, and then who do we study in history? We know all about the Greek gods. We know all about the Roman gods. And the Roman Empire. We know comparatively little about what the Carthaginians, Carthaginians, what they believed. But, you know, they got a little more support from their government. Rome would have bit the dust and we'd all be speaking uh, Portuguese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't, I don't, Julian, you asked some hard questions, but I can't pretend like I know how it's going to turn out. I can just envision and my opinion is who wins out and hopefully it's somebody who's using their skill set for the greater good, not just for their good. Hitler was trying to use his skill sets for the greater good of his people as he saw it. As he saw it. His people just didn't include all the people that lived in his country. Let me ask you a question here. Do you think we'll ever reach a time where society works together as one? If we survive long enough. You think? Do you think without, without, without... I feel like the only way it would happen is if we had an outside enemy. Like who? Like aliens? Aliens. Because I feel like the <clears throat> humans are inherently tribal. So if we only know about humans on Earth, 
Certain humans are going to join certain tribes of other humans. But if we have an outside enemy, then we can all say we are the human tribe. Yes. Do you think without the outside enemy that's even possible? Uh, actually, I can, I can see a way that it could happen. Tell me. Actually. If you're president right now, you're president of the free world. You're the strongest president out of all the countries. What are you trying to implement to get us to realize that we are all human? <laughs> I'm going to sound like Hitler. Guys, let's to, hear it. I used to have this, this um, like a play theory. Like when I'm king, I'm going to have a, the Russians used to have, they call it a five-year plan. And the Chinese still have something similar to that. You know, these are the goals. And then five years, we're going to accomplish this. All right. So my, my theoretical approach would be a five-year plan. It's like we're going to uh, invade Canada. Interesting. Why Canada? Because Canada is friendly with us, and they're smaller as far as their military. Canada's super friendly. Yes. So go ahead. Yes, but they're not America. Okay. I'm expanding America. Okay. Because. So you're trying to grow America by taking over Canada. Yes. But for the good of the world. Yes. All right. But I'll, it's it's an easy start. It's okay. an easy start. Okay. Because I don't want to invade Mexico first. Mexico's fucked. But wait, I don't want to invade Mexico first. Because in Canada, we'll look and see the handwriting on the wall and go like, oh, that's bullshit. So that was my plan. Okay. Invade Canada. Okay. And then run down through the Caribbean. Right? Skip Cuba. Okay. Because we don't want to call out Russia. Right. But not right right now. Okay. Then we come back up and then go down through Mexico. How many years of a plan is this? Every so five years. So so in five years, we conquer Canada. Yes. Okay. Then in the Caribbean, next... probably take two. Okay. And then after the five next five... Five years from Mexico. So then we'll be, what would you call our new nation? Would you consider it all the United States of America? What's mm, the plan? I don't know. I don't know. It's, that's not important. The United North. Yeah. Okay. Be North America. Okay, yeah, it's what it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Next? Probably while we're doing the Caribbean, we could do split base and we could probably go up north because we got Canada and we can go ahead and start encroaching on the pole. The Greenland. Yes. And, okay. In Mexico. Okay. And then from there, probably going through South America. Let me ask you something first. But you see what I'm doing. I'm, I see. Right? And yeah. I'm not trying to fight wars overseas yet. Yep. I'm trying to keep my Conquer supply the, lines. the neighboring territories. Yep. Keep yep. My, my supply lines good. Have everybody start speaking Russian. I mean, speaking English. Kind of like the Russians had everybody in the Soviet Union speaking Russian. Okay. Right? But... My thought even then was, I'm just playing with it like a, like a war game. But the thought was that to unite America, I mean, to unite the world, you'd have to unite the world. Yep. So you can't do it peacefully because there's, there's too many leaders that are in love with their belief systems also to <sighs> even consider giving up power. Okay. I, that's why I was shocked when the wall fell with the Soviet Union. That was thinkable on my part uh -huh. how do you give up that even if your people are revolting because you got a pretty good military line again <clears throat> so before we move on to that was too, all hypothetical to before audience. we move on to too far into your hypothetical yes. plan here i'm done i'm no, mexican okay uh-huh ish as a black man ish. how are you gonna convince me to be part of your your tribe well, that's harder for a Canadian. Because what can I offer a Canadian that they don't have? 
Huh. Let me think. Hold that's on. Why, that's why I have to take them by force. Let me think. Oh, you? Oh, because they already have it. You're saying they've got. They're basically they've got America. A, they've got an equivalent lifestyle. Yeah. And that's the only thing that we really have to sell to the world at large is our lifestyle is more conducive to you having happiness. Okay. Let me ask you a question though. Yes. Is our lifestyle possible for those other countries considering we take the resources from a lot of other countries to have the lifestyle that we're having? No. So you believe it's possible for everybody on earth to have our lifestyle? No. So explain. Well, eventually we won't even have our lifestyle and that's going to be whether we agree to it or not. Right? So... People are always willing to sacrifice when it's a war going on. Yes. Right? People didn't eat meat on certain days during World War II. Because got to send meat to the soldiers. Okay. Right? Uh, gas. Rationing. Ration cards. Yep. Right? Willing to sacrifice. Uh, but I'm figuring that it would be just like taxes. Because who now says... We shouldn't pay taxes, except people who don't want to pay taxes because they want their money. Yep. But the masses don't rise up and say, well, this is illegal and this is unfair and this is not what our country was founded on. But it is exactly what our country was founded on. As what? Paying taxes? No taxes without representation. Yeah. And taxes, if you look at, if you, if you read about the history of taxes, you'll find that everybody wasn't taxed like they are now at the beginning of our country and they planned to implement taxes for things like war but then once the war was over what are you going to implement taxes on right but the taxes are supposed to be to finance the government but the government is supposed to be working for us yes so we can say they're working for us now but they're getting paid by a whole lot of lobbyists and they're getting paid by a lot yes so we're I, working for the government at this point. Yes. So, so you think this? So we 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 accept taxes now, though, right? Yeah. Well, then. Well, I mean, no, no, nah, nah, you don't really accept it. You're yeah. forced into it. How you're forced? Because the IRS is going to come after you if you don't pay your taxes. Well, then well, who's going to come after you if you decide you don't want to be rationing anymore? We got this. Precedent's already been set. Taxes, rationing. I'm good. What are you? I'm confused. People are willing to sacrifice for war. Yes. So they're used to rationing. Yes. Okay. Once it becomes a way of life, like taxes have become a way of life. Yeah. Then people aren't going to accept it. Okay. I just I just need to let, you know, one generation die off. The people that used to remember how it was. Very interesting. You know what? You think like a man, like Hitler. Not saying you're Hitler. I. What did I start this off with saying? This is going to sound like sound Hitler. like Hitler. Yes. But that's exactly what that Cambodian, the Khmer Rouge, did. They said we're going to eliminate the intellectual intellectuals from this generation, and the next generation will be under us. Yes. So, do you think that's that's how it must be to change the way the world nope, works? Nope, nope. That was just me daydreaming and coming up with a plan and so asking that, my question. Like, well, that can't work. Can that work? How would you make it work? So how do you make it work nowadays, right? Like you have, like it is the only way that syst- the systems of government are going to change is after the die-off of this previous generation? No. How do you go about changing the system of government while those are in power are the ones who are 
raised in the 60s and such. I don't I don't have confidence that there's a peaceful way anymore. And so I'm not advocating that it's a violent or overthrow or anything. I'm not advocating that because there's people already saying that. And the way that they're saying it and what they're talking about is the reason why I don't think that it can be peaceful anymore. For instance, you have people storming the Capitol, yeah. right? Because mm-hmm. they don't have faith in the election. Yep. And regardless of what you or I might think or any of the listeners might think, the fact that there's no control over social media that is willing to promote the angriest perception so that they can have sales means that the truth is a victim whatever the truth is because it's just like it's like the news for years for years people of color have complained about the news focusing only on violent stories that involve people of color yeah like white people don't kill people like white people don't do whatever yeah right but a black person stabs somebody in the subway bang news nationwide right so if that's what they're focusing on and that's what America sees every night when they sit down to dinner after dinner and yeah. watch the news uh-huh. then no wonder they want to cross the street when they see a black person a walking black or... male mm-hmm. right so you can you can have classes and you can have uh, courses taught at corporations you can do all of that lip service but that fear that's been ingrained by years of the media not even social media but the media putting that in your head how do you counteract social media, which just basically has feeds that give you what you already expressed the interest in to reinforce your yep. conviction that you must be right? Yeah, these echo chambers. You think you think that we're on the downfall of this? You think we're on the back end of the uh, American empire? It's just like Rome. Yeah, you think we're on the back end? It, I... I from a military perspective, I know we have the strongest military. We do. But when it comes to like what we owe China and like how much of China is owned by or I mean sorry, how much of America is owned by China mm-hmm. and the way that things are going with politics and how divided everything is, I mean is is the writing on the wall? I think China has a long-term plan. And I know I know that China has a long-term plan and it's paying dividends. It's not as easy as they would hope it to be but they have the patience to work it. I don't I don't worry about them owning parts of America because there's this uh, practice called nationalization which a lot of third world countries have done when they declare their independence or when they want to kick out a colony colonization power. Is that what the uh, Jamaicans call them? Colonists. They want to kick out the colonists. You don't, don't know, know about that? No, no clue. So America was a colony, right? get 13 colonies became the first 13 states yep so colonials right yeah you have a style of house called colonial colonialism, colonialism. and all yes. that yeah so the jamaicans call them colonists uh-huh anybody that's white is a colonist because you colonized us you there's no native people in in uh puerto rico because they killed off all the native indians interesting right so the indians controlled puerto rico mm. The native, the natives, the indigenous people of oh, that okay, island okay, okay, gotcha. Were killed off by who? The settlers, Europeans. 
So did the Europeans basically settle all of North America, including... I mean, I know they settled, like, Mexico, but they also included lower, like, Puerto Rico and such? Yes. Okay. Name a country that does not speak in the Northern Hemisphere... In Northern America... Doesn't speak English? North America, South America, and Central America. Name a country that doesn't speak English, Spanish, or Portuguese. Hold on one second. Let me see if this continues. I think I think when a phone call comes in. Okay, it's continuing. Go ahead. So in Puerto, I, I can't think of any. I'm sure there may be some, but by far the vast majority of countries, and this on this continent and the continent to the south of us speak English, Spanish, or Portuguese. Okay, as the primary language. Portuguese is the main language of Puerto Rico. No, Portuguese is the main language of um, Portugal. So what is Puerto Rico? Puerto Rico is sort of Spanish. It's Spanish. Okay, it means rich port. What? Por- Puerto Rico rich means port. rich port. Interesting. Aren't you Mexican? You I'm not Mexican enough to know that. I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they all speak Spanish, right? Yeah. So if they speak Spanish, they were a Spanish colony. Interesting, rich port. Yeah. Okay. So, I I just like the. Puerto Rico. Yeah. Ah. When, when I when I I've had uh, some Jamaican friends, and I'm always fascinated by their uh, accent, right? And so when I hear something about why they think like they do, it always intrigues me. Like uh, jerk chicken, mm-hmm. right? So I had jerk chicken when I was in Miami, mm-hmm. and uh, I kept seeing these signs: jerk chicken, jerk chicken, jerk chicken. I'm like, I'm so ignorant. I'm like. How is chicken jerky such a big thing here? Why isn't that all over the country? And then I started dating girls from the islands. And she said, we need to come in here because they have the best jerk chicken. I'm like, oh, here we go. So sat down. It was like one of the best things that's ever been in my mouth, right? Jerk chicken. Jerk chicken. Come to find out, the reason why they had these seasonings is because salt has always been valuable. Yep. And why would you give something valuable to a slave? Hmm. Right. So jerk chicken was for, for the rich? The slaves made up their own seasoning because they couldn't get any salt for their food. Oh. Kind of fucked up, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it, when the people uh, who are against this new movement about, what is it, race? What is it for teaching in college? Oh, oh, they call it... Uh... Oh, shoot. Hold on. Hold on. I know exactly what you're talking about. All right. We'll come back to it, though. But they're so against it, and they, a lot of the people in government right now make noise about not having it taught in high school, but it's never been something that's been intended to universally be taught in high school. It's kind of another level anyway, right? But I don't, like you said, history repeats itself. But that other saying is, if you don't know your history, you're doomed to repeat yep, yourself, right? Yep, yep, yep. So I don't think that it's necessarily a bad thing to teach the ills of slavery or how slavery came about, what might have been some of the benefits, why some people feel the way they do, some of the uh, remnants of slavery and how they reflect in our society. Because if you lose sight of that, then yes, you, it's you gonna are at itself. the risk yeah. of repeating yourself. Uh, it's called... Uh... Something race theory. Yes. 
Critical race theory. That's it. Okay, here's a question for you. This is something I've thought about before. Do you think it's possible that the only way to eliminate racism is to stop talking about the history of racism? Hell no, we just talked about it. Yeah, I know, I know. Okay, I'm sorry. No, sir, for the exact reasons that I just told you, I think that uh, racism is bound to exist no matter what. In human nature. Because people, by nature, Our always want to have somebody below them so that they aren't at the bottom. Yeah. Kind of like crabs. So they figure some way to distinguish themselves, and the color of your skin is the way to do that. It's the easiest way. Yeah. I, I, I was never able to verify this, but I had a instructor, a teacher in college, said that race was not even a concept until the Europeans engaged in uh, slavery. And they separated I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not. I think that people have always recognized. You, you can't not recognize the difference between one group and another based on their looks, their height, their hair, the characteristics of their skin or their eyes or what have you. But that doesn't mean that you necessarily have to think that they're inferior because there are Africans who came over to South America before Columbus did, but there's no history of either side denigrating the other the vikings came over to north america way before columbus did on the east coast if there's if there's a conflict it's because of competition for resources it's always been like that yeah but if let's look at it this way okay if Fall of civilization, right? Okay. Fall of civilization. EMPs go off all over the world. All Ten the computers years from die. Now. And we don't have a supercomputer in the sky that's making robots that take over everybody. Got it. So just now it's... Uh, Back to square one. Well, maybe square two. We're humans. Yes. But we, we know still, how to survive. Yes. And the knowledge is not necessarily lost. It's just harder to obtain. You can't go to the internet anymore, right? Okay. So now you got to go to the library. Uh, maybe people are burning libraries in the wintertime because they need heat. So you, information is not as widespread. So you're somewhere where um, the climate has changed to the point where it's not viable. The land is not viable for you anymore. You have to go, which is pretty much the pattern of migration in North America for all the Indians anyway, the Native Americans, right? Yeah. When you get to the edge of the goodness, that's when people get hard. Yep. That's why. That's where the quote comes from. The Apaches fucking badasses because they lived in a hostile area yep. and they couldn't afford to share their resources so when people came to invade their area yeah we're gonna mess you up so if the fall of civilization happens right and we're in texas they dam the rivers there's not a lot of water coming down we can't farm what are we gonna do we're heading north to take over water. whoever else is we're gonna go get some water yep right so we can't coexist because whoever's damming that water needs that water. Yep. We can't do without that water, so we're going to go get some water. We're going to bump heads. However, if the people up north weren't aware of all the issues down here, and they had all this water, and they had an abundance of water, a surplus, and we started coming in, like, hey, what are you doing? Oh, you need water? We have plenty of water. Uh-huh. Are we bumping heads? No. Probably not. 
So it comes down to resources on earth and whether we live in a, a world of abundance or scarcity. And, and, and what's enough? What is enough? There will never be enough for the human because the human always wants more. Well, different civilizations have had a different outlook on it. So you think it's even possible to ever have... Racism is always going to be around then. Um, right? Wait a, wait a minute. Who was the last night somebody was saying that their instructor... They were um, they went to language school in the Air Force, but it's on an Army installation. Everybody goes there for language school. He said his instructors said they didn't understand. They were trying to get their students to explain to them, what is this bias based on race? We don't get it. We just don't get it. However, on the flip side, they understand wholeheartedly the bias about religions. Uh-huh. It's, just, it's similar. It's similar. The difference, the obvious difference for me is you can't tell a person's religion necessarily by looking at them. Not necessarily. Yes, 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 yes. There's certain accoutrements that... Yeah. One religion might have, you know, the curls that the some of the Jews have on the sideburns, yep. yeah, yep. or the yarmulke, wearing the yarmulke, or the veil, the, or turban. the turban, yeah. Mm. But I mean, that could be, that could be. I can easily see how they could be style points. Yeah. MC Hammer's pants. Everybody called them hammer pants back in the day, but that was the pants that they wore in the Middle East, right? He'd have his vest on and have it looking like a genie. I could easily see how somebody could adopt something. What do you call it? cultural appropriation? Yeah. Yeah, I can easily see that. You know but, what? Go ahead, I'm sorry. But that doesn't mean that you can obviously tell that person is a Muslim. He's a Muslim because he's got a beard. Uh-huh. You can't say that. <laughs> but you can't say he's black because he's black. You can't say he's Asian because he's Asian. Why can't you? No, I'm saying you can't, you cannot, you cannot not see a person's Oh, I physical see. Physical Yes, yes. So you cannot somewhat, overlook yeah. what they are uh -huh, physically. Uh -huh. And if you base your perceptions on people, good, bad, and different, based on a set of physical characteristics, then you're already locked in. Unless, of course, you have a, what they used to call a significant emotional event. I remember you mentioning this to me. Yeah. So to change your outlook on to change something. your outlook, you have to have a an experience with a person that basically involves life or death, and usually it's your life or death oh, that yeah. they prevented your death happening. And then you go, oh, they're not all bad. I see. Yeah, yeah, that guy carried me two miles across the swampland, yeah. two miles across the uh, rice deltas to get in the helicopter back in Nam. Yeah. And ever since then, I realized that they're not bad. Yeah, people. that's sad. That's real sad. Yeah. So how do you manufacture that for a whole society? Make them take psychedelics. <laughs> Get them all to realize that they're fucking nobodies. None of this shit matters. Race doesn't matter. What matters is the human race as a whole, right? Um, because all all that stuff is sep separating us. Like, okay, here's here maybe is a hot take. All this cultural appropriation shit is bullshit. And here's why. If somebody wants to have a Chinese New Year, if white people want to have a Chinese New Year and celebrate or dress up as the dog, the dragon, the rooster, the cat, at least they're putting in the time to have somewhat of an understanding 
of something that's happening in my tradition and my culture. So if it, that was the end of it, I would agree with you. But, but let me hear the but. Okay, the but is some people use it as their entertainment and fun, or make money off of it. Mm-hmm. So if I don't mind that either, though. Well, if a white person wants to make rice and chicken, yes, and dim sum, uh huh, fuck it, do it. That's cool. Hmm. Because they're using another person's culture and expanding. I don't. I feel like we need cultures to intermix. I do. I do too. I told you that. That really, to me, is the only <clears throat> real way we'll ever be. Exactly. Older. Exactly. But. Okay. There have been poor Chinese. Absolutely. And especially in the expansion of, to the west of North America. Building the railroads yes. and all that stuff. Definitely poor Chinese. Yeah. But they were never slaves. They were slaves. No. You sure? Though they always got paid, is what you're saying? Yes. Okay. So, and they could leave. I mean, how are you going to leave? Where are you going to go? Because nobody else is going to employ you. Okay. But they could walk away without the threat of death. Okay. So, with slaves, black slaves, it was always, if they walked away, they were going to get killed? That was one of the primary functions of Mm. police in this country. Gotcha. To hunt down slaves. Okay. So, yes. Yes. Yes, they would kill them. Or they would maim them so they couldn't run anymore. Mm Mm-hmm. Feed them to pigs. Because pigs will eat anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, when people uh, talk about slavery as if it was kind of a benign thing, like, well, you know, they fed them, uh-huh. they housed them, they clothed them. Uh, no. No. No one, no one wants to accept those things under those conditions. Yes, they, they, they put them in a shack while they lived in a house. And when they went to work, they rode a horse or they walked around with mm-hmm. a hat on. And these people were bent over picking cotton. Have you ever felt a cotton plant? I've never felt it. I heard they're prickly though, right? Prickly as hell. Uh-huh. Yeah, you'll bleed. If you spent, if you, me too, because my hands aren't rough, but if you spend a day in a cotton field picking cotton. I'll get, I'll get some bloodies or yeah. blood hands. Yes. Yeah. But do you have an option? And not really. Now, if you're getting beat. Not if there's a threat of death. Anyway, so I think that if you have a background where all you have is your pride of culture, is your soul commerce, you're coming up with things based on your cultural history. You come up with dances, you come up with music, you come up with fashion, but you don't ever get paid for it. Then I think that that is probably a misappropriation of culture. Fair enough. And that that is most no i can't even say most it's a regular thing for a trend in culture or music or dance to have started in whether it's a ghetto or barrio but people of color who have little money okay and that goes from and it's usually because that's all they could afford so baggy pants actually came from prison but i mean you buy clothes that are there that aren't selling because there aren't that many people that size, so you put them on sale. You can't afford the ones that are your size, mm-hmm. right? So, so you buy those. Come on now. Okay. So let me ask you something. Um, with this being said, and understanding, right? Like if somebody or people in a culture grow up poor and other cultures make money. But when it comes to not making money, 
Let's say I had a party, okay? Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not 100% familiar with the African culture, okay? Or the um, African-American culture. But I have a party and it's not to... Let's say I'm somebody who's into what I understand as the African culture. So maybe I'm wrong of this, but let's say I have a party where I play hip-hop music. Mm -hmm. I tell people to dress up as hip-hop artists, black hip-hop artists. And that's because I love hip-hop music. But there's white hip-hop artists. Fair enough. I think that there's less white hip-hop artists. Absolutely. So let's say I had this party. Mm -hmm. And I'm, and I'm, I'm doing it because... It's a passion of mine. Uh-huh. I'd be willing to bet that if I dressed up as, let's say, Ice Cube, Snoop Dogg, and had other people do it, I would be be seen as this person is culturally appropriating. I think, and it's easy. wrong. I think it would depend on how far you took it. Okay. For instance, anybody that's semi-aware in this country would feel that if you put on blackface, that's not socially acceptable. Fair enough. Right? But if you uh, if you had like a... Let's say you had a costume party, right? A hip-hop costume party, and people had to dress up as their favorite artists. Yep. In a style that they're known for. Yep. And you came, and you had MC Hammer. Going back to MC Hammer now. And you came mohawk. as MC Hammer. He had a mohawk? And, no, but he shaved his head on the side. He kind of had a... I guess a very oh, I'm, thinking, of I'm thinking of T. What's his name? Ice T. Ice T. He's the one that with the mohawk. No, who was the one with the mohawk? Mister T. Mister T. T. Okay. So you oh. came as uh, MC Hammer. And you had glasses on, big okay. glasses, yep. shades, and you had uh, lines cut in your hair, and you came with the vest on and no shirt, and you wore these baggy pants. I, I'm going to laugh at you because it's goofy. Okay. But would I say that you are being racist? Because. Um, all the history that you just yeah. said. You, this is a hip hop party. I'm gonna do a hip hop. You all know I love hip hop, and we're gonna do the history of hip hop. Yep. You gotta come dressed like somebody. Yep. Fine, have at it. But there are people in America who would call that cultural appropriation. I think that's bullshit. I think. I think that's cultural bullshit. Cultural appropriation is. I, I think that it's a overused. Yes. Term yes. That has lost its impact. Yes. And I think originally it was closer to what I was explaining, where some kind of way you've taken something that's outside of your culture and you're making it profitable. Yeah, but if it's not for profit, then why does it matter? I'm not saying it does, but I personally would not feel comfortable saying, uh, we're going to have a uh, history of China party. And I want everybody to come dressed as uh, their favorite historical person. I would not mind. But I would do uh, a karate movie party. That'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> and be Bruce Lee. I don't know if I'd be Bruce Lee. I'd probably be like the... Uh, I'd get a, a wig and be... Uh, what was Jim? Jim? I don't remember. He's the black dude in Enter the Dragon. Had the big... Big fro. I don't no. remember. Man, I have to talk to your dad. He'll probably know. Yeah, but he didn't make you know. That's so sad. Jim Williamson? Jim somebody. I don't know. Anyway, 
Yeah, I'd probably do that. I just think uh, the way the reason I bring this up is because I think that um, in today's culture, people love to claim things that are wrong to feel righteous about themselves. Or just to feel something. Rag on somebody else so they're not bottom. Yeah. And they and they they feel like they're above these people to call them out on shit that they're doing, even if the shit that they're doing isn't that bad. There was like a an Indian, a Native American, who was saying, "I don't think people who are not Native American should ever do the rain dance because that's cultural appropriation." I can, and I'm like, wait now, wait, hold on. Okay, counter me, please. Religion. Okay. I can, I buy it. Really, it's not. It's not just a. It's not just a. It's not like copying clothes. Okay. It's not like it's not even as simple as copying a dance. They did that dance for a reason. Okay. Right? So it's not like you copied me doing a dance in the club. Okay. This is a this is an observance they had to try to appease the gods so okay. that they would bring rain so fair. they'd have good crops and live. So fair. I'm I'm buying that. Okay, fair. But let me ask you something. Okay. Why does it matter? Why do you want to do it? Why, why, don't does, you have, why don't you have the respect for that culture and but, that religion? But why does it care? Yeah. If, I, if I see, hold on, if I see us, right? Mm-hmm. If I see you as a human and me as a human, mm-hmm. I see us as humans. I don't see you as a black man. You are a black man, but I don't Ish. see you as, okay, you're a light-skinned black man. <laughs> and I don't see you as, George, this light-skinned black man. Okay. I see it as this man. So if there's a dance that you do that I think is cool, why can't I do that as well? I'm not saying that I'm Native American, but I like the dance. I understand that. Are you going to convert? Why do Why do I need to though? Like, isn't that You're each not. Isn't that each culture claiming something which con- contributes to the tribalism of humans, which contributes to the issue that we have of humans just seeing each other as humans? I think if you take action to diminish the importance okay. of someone's beliefs, okay, that's fair then you're over the line mm. whether you agree with their beliefs or not it's 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 one step away from mocking a religion okay even if you did it for the best reason i like this and i want to show other people that's one thing you want to put together a video you get their permission you say i want to film you because i want to share this i think what you do is a beautiful thing and uh it's becoming lost and it's not just a cultural uh observance but it's a work of art you couch it in those terms, okay. then, yeah, it's acceptable. But if you just say, like, man, I sure like the way they uh, hold those notes in uh, what is the kind of um, Baptist that has snakes in the church? No clue. No? You don't know anything about that? No. Nope. Might have to do some exploring. We might. Yeah. I think that there's every every religion has some offshoot that's like, beyond what you would normally expect is acceptable. So I get you. Al Qaeda, as he explained to me, what they're doing is really to bring about the final days. That's what yes, that's what I've heard too. Yes. Did you see the videos of them destroying those artworks? Yes. Holy shit. Yes. But but I mean if they're Muslim, you're not supposed to have any representations of people in art anyway. Mm. That's that's another one of the tenets. That's why any art that you see in the Muslim world, especially modern art, there's never any representation of people. Interesting. It's kind of abstract. It's symbols. It's designs. But you don't see people. But they don't really care because they're convinced 
that they're going to be called up anyway. They're yep. just trying to bring rush up their everything calling. to the end so we can go. Yeah. Hmm. Different shades of crazy. Yeah, humans are very complex. Yes. I think uh, if we were just able to all be one color, mm. we would still find things to fight we about. We would. We would. You're short. Yeah. You're tall. Yep. You're too smart. So it's human nature. It's just human nature to divide ourselves into different into different groups. and. I don't think it's to, to divide ourselves. It's to distinguish foreign groups that support your best likelihood of survival survive and it's hard it's hard to it's hard to deal with the enemy that you see as human Mm -hmm. so nobody ever humanizes the enemy and even well you say well that's war and it's not war when it's a slavery thing but how can you Here's another one. I was going to say, how can you treat somebody like a slave and still consider them to be human? And people say, well, slavery has existed forever, which it has. It has. But not in the form that it took place when this country was founded. So I I, I like to point people, because most people are Christian, I like to point them to Moses. Because Moses was a slave, right? Being, that's what he was. But he sure had a lot of leeway. Even in Africa, there have been slaves. Go raid this tribe, go to war with people, you take their people, they become slaves. But they could earn their freedom. They could earn a spot in that tribe, that kingdom, whatever. They could. Not necessarily saying that it always happened. I'm just saying there was an opportunity. There was no opportunity like that here for slaves. There's no opportunity like that for slaves in South America. There's no opportunity for slaves on the islands in the Caribbean there, there was no, you were a slave you were a slave from the day you were born to the day you die then things gradually began to change and you could buy freedom and up north they said there was not going to be any slavery but yet they benefited from slavery so how is that? It's because all the cotton was grown in the south all the textiles were in the north so if I have to pay somebody to harvest this cotton it's going to increase the price of that cotton which means you're going to have to pay more yeah hmm. it's, it's it's complex I, I do not think by any means that I know all the ins and outs about the history of slavery slavery I don't I don't have Suggestions on how to resolve the residual issues of slavery that still plague our country. But I know that one approach is not viable, and that's to ignore it or to overlook it like it never happened or to never talk about it again. Where are your roots from? Do you know? From your deepest roots? My DNA? Somewhere in Africa? On the... uh, Native American side, because my people... Oh, you're from, part Native American? Yes. Uh-huh. So they're all from Mississippi. Okay. So as far as we can... But you back, don't have any sibling or any buddy in the in the family tree in Africa? Yes. Oh, you do? Yes. Do, you know, do you know them? No. No. I only know because uh, I, have a, I have a blood condition. 
Okay. And it normally occurs in a certain spot. So kind of like whoever has it. Okay, it's from there. Yes. Interesting. Yes. So, Same lady that was talking about uh, the diversity of uh, genetics in Africa. Yes. She also was just like as a bi, a, you know, bi play when they were talking about stuff. She's giving examples and she was saying that um, sickle cell actually a response to malaria. Mm. I was like, wow. So, so those are connected. Yeah. Interesting. But mine is um, beta thalassemia minor, which if it became activated, it would be beta thalassemia. Beta oh, thalassemia I remember you major. mentioning this, yeah. that you had it in you, but it's not active. Right. Okay. Unless I get a lot of skydiving or, or uh, scuba diving. So what is it, a blood thing? Yes. Okay. And so the changes in pressure, continuous changes in pressure will make my body say okay well we're having this situation so then it becomes beta thalassemia Interesting. major which has characteristics similar to sickle cell a sickle cell anemia yes what is sickle cell it's a from your understanding it's a condition where your body does not bond your blood does not bond with oxygen like most people mm. and is it common in black people yes oh i see almost uniquely so Mm, interesting. Yes. Interesting. So, because of that, I know that my people are probably from North Africa. I couldn't tell you where in North Africa. Okay. But that's where it originates. And Have you then, done one of those 23 million tests? No, nah, I keep wanting to, but then it's not that important. What do you mean? Well, you know, a lot of people are very proud of their ancestry, right? Yeah. You know, I could trace my lineage back to the first settlers in Roanoke. Yeah. Or I can... I know we came over during the Irish immigration of blah, 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 blah. I got people in uh, Cornwall. I got people in county, blah, blah, blah. That's nice to know, but do you know who your people are there? Mm. But still, you can get closer than I can, right? Mm -hmm. And the 23andMe is not, they are not universal in their database. Okay. So you think even if you get the information, it may not be accurate? No, I'm thinking it won't be complete. Oh, okay. Because. So it's just going to give you a basic profile. Yes. They'll probably tell me about my German ancestry. Uh-huh. Range is a German name, by the way. Interesting. Yes. Laraskitu. It's a Basque name, from my understanding. Mm. My dad's gone to Spain, and he's actually seen it. Street sign that said Laraskitu. Or it was like a bar or something like that. And they don't consider themselves Spanish. I'm not sure. I know. Oh, okay. What do they consider themselves? Basque. Okay. They have a Basque separatist movement. Interesting. They've been known to be violent in the past. Basque people? Yes. Interesting. They don't want to be part of Spain. Shit. Well. They jailed a few people like three or four years ago. Not me, y'all. I'm pretty relaxed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. they, They say they're pretty unique. Interesting. You know those ancient alien theorists say? Uh-huh. Because they're not related to any of the other peoples in their region. <laughs> Normally you have, you know, you get you say, yeah, you're from, you, you trace back to a common. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not them. None. No lineage. Not with the people around them. Uh-huh. So it's like they got dropped off. By aliens. Or they moved in mass. We are the most alien creature. On this planet? Yeah, no oh. doubt about it. What do you think about... Um, what do you call it? Encephalopods that have the lights. What are they? Oh, doing? those fish. Not the not the fish. The uh, not octopus. Is it octopus? Octopuses. 
yeah. squid and all that. Oh, yeah. Those are pretty. Have you heard of panspermia? Yes. Okay. The idea that the earth was once covered in water and then it got fertilized by asteroids or comets yes. that had the DNA of octopus and stuff. That's pretty fascinating. Yeah. And I've heard that aliens are the closest thing to like aliens. But I mean, if you look at us, we're pretty fucking alien, man. Are we? Absolutely. Well, absolutely. Think of any other creature. I mean, monkeys, of course, we, monkeys, we're similar. Apes, chimpanzees. But but aside from that, it's like we're a little odd. We're very odd. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, humans are fucking weird, man. But I, but how can look at the diversity of life that we have on this planet? Oh yeah, Here extremely diverse. Yes. And what's crazy is that there's so much that we haven't discovered. And that just goes to show. Can I share something interesting with you? Oh, so, yes. I was listening, so I was listening to a podcast with a gentleman named uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. You know who that is? Yes. Okay. And he talks about the earth and how large the earth is and, mm-hmm. and tries to put it into perspective for us. Okay. So he says, you've played pool before? Mm-hmm. Okay. You have felt a cue ball. Mm-hmm. Feels pretty smooth. Yes. Okay. Well, when they're creating those cue balls, they have a standard deviation of how much imperfection can be on that cue ball for it to be considered a good ball. Right. So if you were to zoom in with a microscope and look at the edge of that ball, you would see that it's not perfectly smooth. There are going to be some imperfections. Mm -hmm. If you were to get the earth, shrink it down to the size of a cue ball, it would be smoother Smoother than than a cue ball. Meaning that the top of the exactly alps don't matter don't matter because the earth is so huge that these high points and the mountains and the low points and the grand canyon and the ocean are minuscule compared to the size of the earth but it'd be wet because of the water but interesting right yeah it is that's very because you go to you go to the base of mountain and it looks ginormous but compared to the size of the earth so do, do, so so. With that being said, do you think we're ever going to run out of space? You know the the idea that like oh we're running out of resources. Resources and space are different. Very true. I mean, space is a resource. Yeah. But it's not the one people usually think of when they're talking about resources. Yeah. And yes, I I can very well see it. I don't I don't remember where I read it. This might have been a science fiction book, but it said that people are like a virus. Oh yeah. Yeah, because they have no no good purpose. They don't yep. do anything. To better the host, they True. in fact all they do is tear take down the host and take it. Yeah, it's a slow death. Mm-hmm. So, um, and we don't know how to say no, mm-hmm. and we don't know how to share. Mm-hmm. And we're cre- creatures of abundance. And we, we try to get don't know how to stop having sex. Yep. So we keep procreating. Yep. San Antonio is a perfect example. If you've been here for ten years, you see how much has grown, and you see all these places that used to be empty space, and yep. now there's houses. And everybody complains about the traffic on yep. the road. You ever seen pictures of the Earth at night? Yes. It's fascinating. It looks like when they take X-rays or scans of like viruses mm. taking over humans, it looks exactly the same. Ah, it's very I'm fascinating. Look that one up. I didn't think about that one. You ready to go get some food? Yeah. Is Rachel back? I believe so. We'll find I out. Saw that light come uh, well, I need to go urinate again. But George, this was a pleasure. It was down. surprisingly a pleasure for me as well because I was kind of scared. But you don't realize that all this is is a conversation. That's all it is. Yeah, but I'm, I'm used to talking to people. Yeah, and you're talking to somebody right now. No, I'm talking with someone. Okay. It's you're talking to me. No, no, you're, no, no. You're talking to me, but 
what we're talking about will be to other people. They, so, so as long as you see it as you're just talking to me, that's all that matters. I just, uh, I try not to let fear rule my life. That's all. Good. I was a little nervous. But I'm glad you did this. Yeah. Because, yeah, that's a whole different conversation. Let Frank. Let fear rule your life. Frank, thank you very much for your time. <laughs> I enjoyed it's, the drinks. It is way too late. <laughs> back into, back into uh, the citizens, uh, what is it? Protection program? Witness protection program. All right. Yeah, I well, already got my spots uh, picked out to go to. We were talking about that last night at the party. I already got my spots picked out where I could blend in. You got to let me know so I can come visit you. Uh, yeah, tell the guy. That, if it's not here. Tell the guy that outed me where I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much. Yes, sir. It was a pleasure. Yes, the sir. drinks were amazing. Till next time. I don't know about a pleasure, but it definitely was an honor, sir. Frank Range, everybody. Frank Range. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening.